All right, where are we at? Three, two, one. Let's go! Michael wanted to discuss a little bit about... What's, what was her name? I know the other guy's name. Ed, Ed, Ed Lorraine Warren, Warren, which are the famed, uh, I don't want to say they're demonologists, although I think they like to consider themselves demonologists, but uh, essentially like investigators of the paranormal or haunted areas. They have. Do, do you want to lead in? November 13th, 1974. Ronald DeFeo lived at the Amityville house in Long Island, New York, ran into a bar and talked to his friend. And said, I think my mother and father are shot. So DeFeo's friend Joe made an emergency call to Suffolk County Police Department. They searched the house and found six members of the family dead in their beds. All of the victims were the DeFeo's, the Ronald Sr., Louise, his uh, mother. Who was all of them? She was a victim too. Don, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. They've been shot with a 35 caliber lever action Marlin 336C rifle at three o'clock in the morning. The DeFeo parents had been shot twice. The children had been killed with single shots. Physical evidence suggests that Louise and her daughter Allison were both awake at the time of their deaths. According to the police, the victims were found lying face down in bed. This happened at 112 Ocean Avenue and the DeFeos had purchased it in 1965 for roughly... $45,000. Yeah, it was something like that. I just made that up. $3. Why were they face down? That's, you know what? It doesn't I don't, matter. I don't know if that's what he wants to get into. That, that's an issue that I have. That's a separate. That's a whole separate concern. It, it, it doesn't matter why they were face down because it has nothing to do with the Amityville horror. It is part of a story of the Amityville house. But that is a great question because nobody's ever figured that out. Because they were, it was three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but Heather's, the, a great there's no silencer on the gun. You're in a house. You're not going to hear shotgun blasts to wake you up or the dog it's not barking. A shotgun. It's it was a, a rifle. Caliber. Rifle. I'm sorry. Whatever the fuck, you're still going to hear it. So could have shot him in the back of the head or made him lie down. It doesn't. That that, that so is. So the dad went first. Boom, boom. Mom, boom, boom. Right next to him. I think the only one that was shot in the face was one of the little girls, but they all still ended up face down on their beds the with mother like no signs. And the being daughter moved. were awake. one of the mother. One of the daughters was awake. They were, they were the mother and daughter Allison were awake at the time of the death. Again, this is just a lead in to what will become the Amityville horror. Correct. And the reason why I'm doing this is because Butch. this story in and of itself is what will turn into. The haunting of the house. These six people that are dead. Right. The entities or whatever you want to call them. Correct. Okay. DeFeo was found guilty on all six counts of second degree murder and sentenced from six to 25 years to life. He is now dead. He died this March. Oh. In prison. Oh, wow. Um, I wonder what that family reunion was like. All of his appeals and requests for parole had been denied, by the way. Weird. So that happens. They obviously sell the house and then we get to this. The Amityville Horror. The Lutz family. Right. The Lutz family. Now, whatever you want to talk about, I'm all open. I'm all ears. Here's the one thing that I I will say off straight from the get-go. I believe in ghosts. I lived with a ghost when I was really young. Mm -hmm. However, I don't believe in heaven or hell, God, devil, things like that. Demons, maybe. But again, it's the God devil thing. So it's just, there's kind of a in between there with, with, you know, Christianity stuff. Um, I do not believe any of this story. And there's a reason why I don't believe any of this story, but we'll get into that as we go along. So 
have at it. So my understanding of it is is they had I don't know that Ed and Lorraine Warren and this is these are the pieces I was telling you I need you to fill in because Oh no no we'll get into the Ed and Lorraine Okay okay go so into the Amityville stuff that you want to talk about the Ed and Lorraine Warren thing Warren thing they attached themselves to this because this story was going independently of them because of the book that's written by Jay Hansen. Right. So it was it was going on its own accord. Correct. Like and it was happening. They had claimed that it was haunted. They ran away after 28 days. I read this book. I don't I don't even know how many times I've read this book in my life. Like I read it a lot and probably way too young. It's probably why I don't sleep all at night by myself. Right. Did but, I? Yeah. Yes. We we read a lot of fucked up shit. That was shit one of we the kids. first books that was like a grown up book I read. I was like nine and my grandma bought yeah. was like, here you go. Yeah, I was probably about the same age when I was reading Stephen King, too. So it was um, fairly interesting for me. But um, I mean, I, I have a lot. I mean, it's a very when you get into it, when you start reading some of it now, as I get older, some of the stories of things that happened as far as these hauntings are almost comical to me. So like one of the instances where they talked about how he was woken up in the middle of the night with a sound of like a marching band downstairs. And then he goes downstairs and doesn't see anything. But like all the furniture is moved out of the way and the, roll, the rug is rolled up. Right. And I actually think that's fucking hilarious. Like really out of everything that can happen in your life there was a marching band downstairs and it happened continuously like, what why a marching band like there's no three times a night you'd go downstairs like what the fuck's going on like why is, why is there a marching band but like there's other pieces that i could see that would be like more significant to me so like things that i haven't had fully explained to me was like the mysterious room downstairs in the basement that wasn't on the floor plans you know was it red did it smell weird why were there a million flies were there even a million flies you know him waking up if if you know and it's possible that he did wake up i mean i believe in different stuff so i think that there could have been like you know places and and energy imprints so did he actually wake up at about the time of the killings every night maybe it's a pretty violent fucking thing to happen to that space into that energy like it's gonna it's gonna imprint itself on that but is it does that equal a marching band probably oh unless one of them was in a marching band like did a marching band practice there like i don't know so those are the things that i found weird about the story they were just odd pieces and of course you know for the fact of like oh there's blood dripping down the walls weird let's just sponge that up and go about our day what would you like for dinner let's play into the theory though that he was into some kind of black magic him and his wife both it's been suggested by their son who is in his own documentary the lutz the son correct maybe they're inviting that energy in well and that's that's a separate thing so that that's almost like Yes. So I can totally see that. So if they were inviting something in, that could be different. And still, I don't know how it connects with the marching band, I'll be honest with you. Um, a lot of accounts I've heard of, of bringing in negative energies or whatever. Like, I don't know, maybe it's playing off of something in their brains or whatever. But um, you could bring that in. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know about the little room and shit like that downstairs or him maybe starting to like drugs. That. Well, I was going to ask, yeah. what, did they have the technology back then or did anyone ever do research to find out if the victims were drugged? Yes. You mean and? the shooting victims? Yes. Oh, I don't know if they ever came up with that. Because that's something that I thought about. If they none of them moved and they all got shot in the same spot. And how many were actually? Six. Okay, because I just had to look up the Marlin and Remington rifle. They did extensive toxicology, not only on the blood and urine, but on all the organs. And it turned up zero that there wasn't anything in their body. Thank you. Any of the victims. Yeah. Neighbors did not report hearing any gunshots fired. And those who were awake at the time of the murder simply heard the family sheepdog Shaggy barking. 
So there's a lot of things for me, like what could be going on? I mean, there's lots of things that could trigger somebody to like kill their family, like especially if you're on drugs, how the drugs affect you, what your mental health status already was, blah, 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 blah. You're just a fucking narcissist piece of shit. Like, I don't know. Like, there's well, a whole lot that can go along with that. That's no exactly offense, what he is. Uh, the Theo had a volatile relationship with his father. The motive for the killings remained unclear. He asked police what he had to do in order to collect on his father's life insurance, which prompted the prosecution to suggest at trial that his motive was to collect on life insurance policies. But see, then again, okay, you want to collect on your parents. Why did you kill all the kids? Yeah. So, and then there's different, he gave different accounts of how the killings were carried out. So he claimed his sister, Dawn, killed their father, and then their distraught mother killed all of his siblings with a thirty-eight caliber Yeah. before he killed his mother. He stated that he took the blame because he was afraid to say anything negative about his mother, blah, blah, blah. And his father's uncle, out of fear that they would kill him, his father's uncle was Peter, uh, a capo regime in the Genovese crime family. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Well, you know, and that could have been part of it, too. He could have been actually pulling on a hit for the crime family fuck if i know i just think it's funny that he never came out with anything and really came with a solid story like you know you're dying in prison like even like on his deathbed you know like no okay you know so after all these years like here's what i did you know that's what i think is weird but to clay's point one of the things that always got me and i always thought or assumed that was that was fiction to enhance a story was that oh you know the strange way that they were found and they were all shot in the same way and you know all different times you know whatever like that to me was weird. I thought that was made up. That's actually a fact of it happened that way. And so that's always something that's kind of stuck with me. It's like, why didn't they like do that? And so then immediately that gets me to thinking like, were they drugged or was there else some, also something weird going on there? Well, I'm intrigued to find out how many bullets a 35 caliber rifle will hold. And it says between four and seven, depending upon the model. Cause I was thinking, did this guy have to reload? Because that's weird. Maybe. Maybe he had to reload. I don't know. So to me, I mean, like, I feel like that's violent enough that it could imprint those energies or have spirits that are just like, I'm what? Dead? Like, this is where I knew I was last. So, I mean, it's easy to, if you have that thought process in your head to draw those lines of okay this makes sense that this could be a haunted house there is something horrible horribly traumatic that happened here it's like it's an easy draw so that's when i think it kind of spurred out of control to some degree and i mean and who the fuck goes oh how many people died here and all the furniture is still here this sounds good we'll just move in and use all that furniture so i would never all my i don't even want to buy used upholstered furniture because somebody farted on it like i can't i can't even imagine like because i think from from the story and i actually think there was a factual thing is because because everybody shut because there was no family to take care of anything really they just didn't even touch it when they bought the house they bought it with all the furniture and everything still in it everything was still there in my studies of demonology and even the gray aliens the grays Mm -hmm. yeah they are drawn to emotional catastrophe absolutely I wouldn't doubt that a bit. They are drawn into that energy. Field. So maybe if you were somebody like the Lutzes and maybe, just maybe, you know, not saying that they are, that maybe they did dabble in black magic or something like that. That's an easy, you're opening up that hole. You're just like, oh, it's already like brewing right there. Here, let me open the door. Come on in. Well, the holes opened during the homicide. Right. And then you have people that are maybe experimenting in something else. Dark, dark. Yeah. We'll call it dark. And it's just like a perfect formula, maybe? Yeah, that's a, it's a perfect storm. But people have lived in that house since then and have reported nothing. Nothing at all. Okay. So once again, they're not open to that kind of energy. Or or there's... So, I'm, I don't know. Maybe... And this is it. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, if it was really that bad of a haunting, like... Uh, and I don't necessarily think that... 
I mean, exorcisms to a certain degree will take care of certain things, but obviously I don't think they ever had a thorough blessing of the house or anything, but you know, maybe other work had happened to move those entities to a certain degree or, you know, or, and then it just wasn't as hospitable of an environment. Like when you get a yeast infection, you have to have an hospitable environment for that. You have to have like moisture, sugar, heat, an angry attitude. Like, I don't know. So like when a bitch gets a yeast infection, it has to have all those perfect things. And if you don't have those perfect things, it doesn't grow the yeast infection. I kind of look at it that way. Delicious. So, um, I love, I read Amityville too. I did not. And the spirits, Follow them to the next location. Oh, look. All what? of a sudden, you can fucking hear Clay. The spirits follow But he's literally them. licking the microphone. You have in to be on the van. mic. You're on the mic. follow him in the van that has no windows. So if he wants to, to turn his head, primary you should move dwelling. the mic with him. <laughs> That's why I That's have a mic like this. So it's against my cheek. So if you move your... Ooh, you had me against my cheek. There you go. If you said cheese. No, the other, this this way. Don't what? turn it. What move, am I doing? Move the mic. See the, how. It's see called the fl- jackassery like clay. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what so, is sodomy he's again? His so, on it, you guys. So, so when you. When you're when you're talking, the, the mic has to pull your voice in. You're not even anywhere close to the mic. That's what's going on. Can I go off subject it's for a minute? Me. What? You're gonna oh anyways. Oh my god, he didn't say no! How, so, how has Clay made it this long on the show? I don't, I don't know, know, because so, he would have killed... Because he's people. hilarious. My fucking dog that comes and tries to dominate me on the couch, right? Like, I'm all tired after work. I'm like, she's gonna black out. <laughs> and he jumps up on my shoulder, and I'm like, oh, you're the best dog in the world. I start petting him, and I'm petting him today. I swear to God, I did this pet where all of a sudden my hand slipped and went like this, and I stroked his cock one time. <laughs> like oh no and he started licking me in my ear and i was like oh here we go <laughs> you know i'm just gonna fall asleep you do what you want so with he my ear, literally so. you know i joke about it all the time he literally thinks we're fucking engaged now <laughs> i'm scared to go home <laughs> well, well because he's gonna be very angry that you've been out he's got a big cock for a tiny dog he's a big dick for a little dog we are not married That's, anymore so. i don't know if i can take it <laughs> it won't be cheating I am too. You're circumcised. Oh, the dog. Are you circumcised dogs. <laughs> Can you have that done? I don't know. I'm going to need to drink more for this. Yeah, me too. Fuck. I don't have to drive anywhere. So, yes. Moving on with the uh, with the Amityville stuff. Now, <laughs> I find it interesting what you said, Clay, but this is really going to bum you out. It's all made up. I believe it is. Every bit of fucking Amityville horror is all made up. And the reason uh, it annoys me about the whole uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren thing is that they attached themselves to this and did an investigation and everything else. When Jay Anson was interviewed, he literally said, oh, yeah, so it was me and the Lutzes, and we were sitting around a table, and we drank like six bottles of wine, and we came up with the entire plot for the Amityville Horror. Clay and Perfect house. Perfect perfect setting we can use the defeo thing as these entity stuff you know whatever else and go from there now not it's not to say that these don't exist these this stuff has never happened there's too many people that have talked about horror stories dealing with haunted houses i mean there's got there's a little bit of truth in every story that you hear and haunted houses is one of the biggest fucking ghost stories out there so how how true are some of these stories 
Here's my question is in, in, in knowing this is as, as you, as you're going to break this down, my first question is, is of course, you know, they go, Oh, well, you know, we were looking for a house and you know, our budget was this and you know, this was out of our budget, but my, we fell in love. Well, I mean, who couldn't back then? I mean, it's a nice fucking house. It's got like a heated pool and it's like on the fucking river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, as they looked at this house and they were only there 28 days and then pulled this book out of their culos, you know, just, just, you know, here's a book. Right. Did they purchase that house because of it, knowing they were going to do that and did like a 28 day stint and made it seem fucking dramatic? I don't know the absolute answer to that. Um, here it is right here. Uh, William Weber wrote, I know this book is a hoax. We created this story over many bottles of wine. This refers to a meeting that Weber is said to have with George and Kathy Lutz, uh, during which they discussed what would later become the outline of Anson's book. Weinstein also expressed concern about the conduct of William Weber and Bernard Burton relating to the affair, stating there is a very serious ethical question when lawyers become literary agents. So, and that, so William Weber was a lawyer for George and Kathy Lutz. Uh, in regards to everything that was going on for the book uh, that eventually became one of the greatest fucking horror movies created in the 70s. Well, think about how much money the Amityville Horror um, Enterprise, if you will, has oh. made. I mean, we got eight movies now or some such bullshit. Are they benefiting from that in any way, or is that a completely separate entity? Um, the as I'm referring to. They they have to be benefiting or had to have been and benefiting some type from of a it. royalty situation. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no way that that a Anson writing this book with those guys involved, there had to have been because there's a lawyer involved. So there's contracts and everything else, and then it gets sold to whoever bought the, the rights to it. And you know, there's how many movies now? 75 Amityville horror movies. It's like the Fast and the Furious now at this point. Yeah, Friday Um, the 13th franchise. (laughs) So imagine being scared out of your fucking mind. I love Fast and Furious. You do. Imagine being scared out of your tits by something that's absolutely fucking made up. That's, uh, it's literally every horror movie pretty much. How many things in life are like that? Everything. The Blair Witch. Don't get me started on 30 Days a Night. Dude, that gives me motion sickness watching the thing. I get car sick. I can't watch the Blair Witch. There have been 29 Amityville horror movies. That can't wow. be right. Are you know. fucking kidding me? Here's the list right wow. here. So they were geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. So in Ed and Lorraine, Lauren, Lorraine, uh, Warren, they helped push this franchise. I mean, uh, obviously they did The Conjuring and Annabelle and all this other stuff. Like Annabelle, the the, the whole story behind Annabelle, it was a raggedy doll muffin. Muffin. Fucking Muppet, whatever you want to call it. You know, raggedy Ann and Andy. Right, yeah. Yeah. So you look at the original doll from (laughs) instead of Annabelle, which is supposed to be this creepy looking, you know, saw like character. It was just a raggedy. It's a raggedy Ann doll. Right. Going around murdering people. Right. All right. Sure. That happens. Yeah, these guys are grifters. I, I, Ed and Lorraine are complete grifters. They are liars. They are. Are they still alive? No, they're dead. Oh, oh my God. We could have been these grifters. Well, Let's like so you something. mentioned that part of the family was like the mafia. Yeah, the Genovese family. So how do we know that they didn't encourage this or, or you know, hey, there's a, here's a grift. Let's yeah. do this. Well, I mean, it's and I mean, because it's not, it wasn't, not that I want to say it's something I would pursue if I was ever in that type of situation. But if you're a smart 
organized crime family, you find the crack in something like that if you need to be rid of somebody so that not only you take care of the hit, but you also get disposable. Because it, because the Lutzes were not, not that part that. of that family. It's the, the field, the family before. Okay. So the them being part of the Genovese crime family, they're probably outliers or, you know, they, when anybody says part of the Genovese, they could have been third cousins. Yeah. Who knows? Their brother once served soup to one of them. Yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, so my thought is, I'm guessing that they, when they figured out that this house was for sale and they were buying houses or whatever, because I think they each owned a home or they already owned homes and they moved into this one. I'm guessing it had to have been to get a story base. Right. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. And, and these, these people, George and Kathy Lutz, I hope they made a ton of money off of this shit. I think um, they did. How, how could you discover if they did or did not though? Because uh, they would tell you. Um, I know that George and Kathy Lutz got divorced. Um, Weird. After what's the force again? I have no idea. <laughs> and you have to use Duck Duck Go. <laughs> yes. Hey, they, uh, I got that on my phone. Do you? No, yeah, Duck Duck Go. Got a little app. You're quacking me up. <laughs> you set that up. <laughs> yeah, I did. Hey, is that in the mic? Yeah, it is. Here, I'm not answering. Oh, fuck, fuck, go. <laughs> fuck, fuck, ho. Quack, quack, that's, quack. that's the other. Quack, uh, quack, quack. The other one. Yeah, they don't track what porn you're looking at. I'm no, DuckDuckGo does not. No, DuckDuckGo doesn't give a shit what you're watching. Really? So when I look Have you up, tried looking for porn on DuckDuckGo? It's all fucked up. That's how I looked up the lady with the chicken in her vagina. Oh, wait. So what is that about? Is she really? Why? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Is that real? I don't know. Why you said, how do you get a chicken in a pie? And so I looked at that I message think- where you said, when I said, we're going to have chicken pot pie. And he's like, how do you get a chicken in a pie? And I sat there for him and I was like, how well, he's opened this up. So <laughs> Google, here I come. And I wrote, woman putting a chicken in her vagina, and I got that. Also brought to you by the Lutz family. A woman places yeah. an entire chicken inside of her vag. So I heard I heard a marching band. I went downstairs. It was a lady by the fireplace putting an entire Not raw chicken in her vagina. Sponsored by Grocery Outlet. Maybe it was just Kentucky Fried Chicken. And she looked at me and said, get That's out. Delicious. Just a drumstick. Yeah. Just a drum. Just one. It was actually the popcorn chicken. <laughs> That's harder to get back out. I don't. I don't oh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta push. push. You gotta push. I wouldn't have picked that. I, I think a drumstick. You gotta have a strong pelvic floor to get that out. Are we done with Amityville? No. No, you can talk still, about it. Keep going. No, it's so, very interesting, actually. Keep going. Uh, so, so the thing of it that got me is so they they had already written the book and then Ed Lorraine like tacked onto it like after the book. Yeah, uh, nineteen seventy six. Okay. Yes. Good year. Good year. Good Good fucking year. So, all right. So the book had, so the book came out in 79. So they tagged on like right as the book was getting ready to come out. Cause I think they moved in like what? 74, 75. It was like a year after the murders that family, the Lutz family moved in. The supposed murders. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, there were murders. They, They are. Uh, the field did kill them. It's it, the the way that they were. The story behind the murders is either he killed them all, or him and his sister concocted this whole thing, and she killed the kids, and he killed the parents, or there was a big fight, and he had to go to the house, and he ended up killing his father on accident. But but she, or I'm sorry, he killed his mother on accident when they were you know wrestling for the the rifle, and she had already killed. His sister Dawn had already killed everybody else, so we'll uh, never know. And I don't know why he didn't just cough that out. Like right. your sister's already dead. Why can't you be like, look, dude, just come forward? Happened. Here's what happened. Like I'm in, I'm in jail for life. What does it matter? Yeah, he he, he keeps telling his story. You know. Well, not anymore. He's dead. Well, yeah, but I mean, he kept telling his story all the way through. 
2011, and this Rick Osuna guy, he adopted a, a book uh, into a docudrama called Shattered Hopes, the true story of the Amityville murders. And that goes into a lot of information uh, where DeFeo claimed that he had committed the murders with his sister and, and two friends, Augie and Bobby, out of desperation because his parents plotted to kill him. DeFeo claimed that after a furious row with his father, he and his sister planned to kill the parents. Don murdered the children in order to eliminate them as witnesses, etc., etc. Uh, at trial, ballistics expert testified that unburned gunpowder is discharged in the muzzle of a weapon, indicating that she was in proximity to the muzzle of the weapon when it was discharged and not that she fired the weapon. So um, that was uh, his sister's action knocked her unconscious on the bed and shot her in the head. So his sister supposedly shot the mom in the head. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of conjecture going on. We they don't know if Don was actually involved in this. You know, there's it's it's he said she she said bullshit. Nobody will ever know the truth because they're all dead. Literally, yeah. Cincinnati so. beat the Bengals, or no, the Bengals beat fucking the Jags. Close I mean, fucking game. It's I mean it, it's again they have the perfect backdrop for this. The things that I don't get is we were there 28 days. We ran out. We knew the people were murdered in it. We decided to just use their own furniture. I mean, I and, and here's the bitch part of it is, is like I'm down for a lot of shit. Like I've always said, it's not, it's not, what did I say? It's not the, the lowness of your morals. It's the lowness of your checking account balance or something like that. So, you know, it just depends on the money to morals ratio there. You know, how far will you go for money? Fuck! And, uh. So, are you still upset about the football game? Or? No, I, was, I thought you were talking about banking, and I was getting nervous. No, 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 no. <laughs> and so, it's like... I don't think I have any money in my account right now. You I know, just remembered. If somebody was like, oh, hey, you know, will you go live in this house where all these murders happened with their furniture for 28 days, and then we'll write this hella cool book and, and like, get on it. I 10 years ago. That's amazing. Um you know can can we you know parlay this and you just have to live in this house for 28 days or like a month with all their furniture and drag your kids in there i i don't know that might be a hard no for me no see the thing is is george and kathleen lutz didn't buy the house with the idea of writing a book or even having this guy involved how it doesn't even tell them it doesn't even say how they Thanks a lot got involved with any of this shit <laughs> Christ. Well, I mean, obviously they they ran out of the house in 28 days, and they ran out of the house in like what 1975. But the book came out in 79. I mean, how many? But they didn't run out of the house in 28 days. They literally did not run. They made up the story. So how the fuck do you make up a story and then say you ran out of the house in 28 days? Because they no longer live there after 28 days. Yeah, but why would they move out unless it was just a temporary setting or? They just didn't feel comfortable living there because of the murders. They knew the murders happened when they bought the house. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm confused. So why the, they didn't run out of the house. So they just decided, you know what? Fuck this shit. Let's leave. They left. They left. They Yeah, they literally left the house because... The, it would make a better story. Well, George is a non-practicing Methodist. They wanted uh, a friend of George Lutz learned about the history of the house and insisted on having it blessed. Kathy was a non-practicing Catholic and explained the process. George knew a Catholic priest, Father Ray, who was... Uh, in Anson's book, uh, Picaro or right. Father Mancuso. That can all be bullshit too. Mm -hmm. So the, apparently, they left all the uh, were unpacking their belongings on December eighteenth, nineteen seventy five. Went into the building to carry out the rites. When he flicked the first holy water and began to pray, he heard the masculine voice demand, "Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out!" Nice. Are you aroused? As, I am. I'm talking to Laura. Oh, as, as Eddie Murphy said, <laughs> "Get the fuck out." <laughs> 
<laughs> like that was not the appropriate time to ask me that question. You want to go like, in the bathroom or something? Like, look at look at this baby. We got this beautiful house. It gets to play kids playing out in the yards. Let me get out. Too bad we can't stay. Yeah, that's yeah. It's exactly gotta go. Like this. Gotta go. Um, but of course that was bullshit too. Yeah, in in the red room that you're talking about was a closet. It wasn't even a room. It was a closet. Oh. So that 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 of course gets expanded upon the flies up in you know the attic could have been from anything like a dead rat or whatever. And then that guy went up there and and the pig. Don't yeah, forget the pig. The pig that was a big piece of the movie. The glowing eyes pig in the window in the rocking chair. Which you have to be careful of the demonic pigs because you know then you run the chance of having like demonic bacon and pig. pig. The other white demon. You can yeah. <laughs> you can have like demonic heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> Eating cheap tonight, baby. <laughs> How much was this pig? What? That'll do, pig. That'll do, that'll do, pig. Hey, you know the probably the only thing that's true about the whole fucking thing is they got the house for cheap, right? Right. right. That, that is, that is accurate. Yes, like fucking blood and brains yeah. everywhere, gunshot right. holes. <laughs> By like, the way, did they not have a cleanup crew? Sure, this is horrible. Probably not the quality we have nowadays. It's like, why is all the rooms painted red? Well, only the bedrooms. Here's the other thing that will further everything we discussed. The, all of the Amityville horror movies are not filmed at the real Amityville house. There's no, another, they never do. They there, never there's fall. a house that looks so much like it. Right, I've heard that. And it's out in Rhode Island or something. Where's yeah. Amityville, New York? Okay, Long so Island. here's my rule number one. Okay, so this story or Amityville or whatever aside, if you go look at a house and you look at it and you go, oh, how cute those two windows look like eyes. Don't live there. Those just don't. Been, those just have don't been live replaced. There. Those don't. have actually been replaced. Uh, yeah, because they wanted to change the look of the house. But I mean, if you right. go into any house right now and you're like, oh, look, those two little windows look like eyes. Just no, thank you. Yeah, you don't move there. I'm not fucking interested no. in that. No, no. no. Nope. Uh, maybe you don't have a choice. Well, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. They did have a choice because they bought the place for cheap. And I think that Mike's right. I think they're grifters. And they sat down and got drunk and were like, we're going to write a book. No, no. Ed and Lorraine. Ed, Ed, yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren but, are But grifters. I think the Lutz family, I think I think those two, I, I, it's very hard. It's going to be very hard to convince me that they didn't know what they were doing when they moved into the house. And only live there for a month. They they knew exactly what they were doing because right. they were informed that the Fio family was murdered here. Yeah. So So they, they move in. Yeah, they they're move like, Hey, in. what if we live here for a month and then say it's like fucked up house? Well the other thing is is like what if they had a plan? Like they moved they found out that let's move in. That's what and I'm let's saying. Fucking write a book about it. That's or, what I'm saying, homie. Where have you script. been? Well, because you're I don't, over here talking good as strictly Brie time, baby. Well, again, I don't buy. I don't buy into the fact that office. they ran out of the house. I don't buy into the fact that this house is haunted in the way that they say it's. No, haunted. no, no. But that's what I'm saying. I think that they heard about this. Said, "Hey, let's just buy a house that's ours. They have their whatever. Why did you buy this house? You each owned a home. Well, we wanted one that was ours. Okay, so you buy this house that's for sale cheap that murders happened in, and you know you're gonna like fucking wait a second, blow this out of proportion. What if?" What if they did this on... Okay, so going along your lines, yes. okay? What if they knew about the Ed and Lorraine Warren thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And they they came up with a plan and in order for them to make money out of this whole situation. They buy... So they buy this house, right? Right. With the, and they find out when they're buying the house that, hey, the Fio family murdered, blah, blah, blah. Haunted houses are a popular thing back east anyways. And you have these quote-unquote demonologists that are roaming around the you know east coast. What if we can get them involved? Then we can make money, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, profit. 
Right? <laughs> right. Collect underwear. And not only that, but what kind of a maniac starts messing around with demonology and stuff like that? Like, why would you pursue something like that? Like, what's wrong with you? Are you on so, drugs? Because you, had, you, because you have an actual interest in it, which what I do. asshole fucks with that kind of shit? But here's man. the thing that gets me. It was they're like, oh, there's like a whole bunch of demons that live in this house. <laughs> Just because something's murdered, I mean, you can just because people are murdered or whatever. I mean, there there can be that energy in the house, but that doesn't mean like forty demons are fucking interested in going. People die everywhere. Not every demon is like on every fucking street corner where somebody like got yeah. murdered, and they're like, "Hey, somebody got murdered here. I'm a demon because yeah. I set up shop." Why did you say forty? Is that an alcohol reference? Did you mean forty ounces or forty demons? Forty demons. I don't believe you. So, like, it's like, uh, so, okay, and everybody goes, oh, well, every time there's a haunting, it's because there's There's a demon. There's a haunting right now with my wine glass. You're making noise. So, it's like, it seriously is. It's like, just because something happens doesn't mean it's a demon. Like, the things that you need to do to pull a demon into a situation. I've never pulled it off. (laughs) I know. It's like, how do you, how do you even, like, deal with, you have to deal with this on the ride home, just so you know. This is not. I'm going to go into my own car. I have to go get more chapstick. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. No, no chapstick for you. No chapstick for you, Travis. So, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I just, that's the thing that always gets me. As soon as I hear of a haunted house story or a haunting story or um, uh, a poltergeist or anything, and they're like, oh, the demons were there. And I'm like, I think demons have better things to do. Okay, wait. Right, I think so. (laughs) I think think that you've got a good point. They they bought the house on the cheap. They figured they could get people involved, bring up the value and and get rid of it at double or triple what they bought it for. Yeah, and get a story out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, even and if, it only even took if you thirty file, days, right? Yeah, even if you have to file bankruptcy on the note on the house, like fuck, you're making enough money. Yeah. Now let's talk about a place that we absolutely know that's haunted. I lived in one. I, I lived in a haunted house. Mike grew up in one. I did. I lived in a haunted house. Yeah. Take it. Take I it. actually, my actually, my yeah. parents' house. Yeah. My parents' house has a ghost too. Travis has a great. Uh, I actually do have a pretty good ghost story. Uh, I'm ghost right. Story. Share, share Take this. It. Okay, we we I was little, probably second grade or third grade. We lived in Half Moon Bay. Yeah, and uh, this house was pretty much by itself, just you know, fields of garlic and artichokes in the ocean. We lived like two fields from the ocean in Half Moon Ooh. Bay. It okay, was beautiful. I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. Now it's all freaking track homes, but. Uh, my older brother and I always felt there was this weird vibe in this closet in our bedroom. And uh, us four boys all shared a bedroom, which was a lot of fun. But um, there was a second story above the garage, which was my mom and dad's bedroom. And the only way to get to that second story was to go out the front door into a bricked patio and go up the outside stairs to a balcony and go in a sliding glass door which now that i've been building for 36 years makes zero sense right Why i was like listen I'm like would you do what? that so, so, that, re- so that really was we're going to add a second story on top of the garage and we're going to make no connection whatsoever right so like here. it's raining it rains in half and bay all the time and yeah. you're, you're just getting, getting ready for soaked. bed yeah, yeah. And you're soaked now so I don't remember if, like, it was an accident, but somebody, one of us jackassing around, got knocked into the sheetrock right next to the washer-dryer, and there was about a four-foot-wide space between the washer-dryer and our bedroom. And when we knocked the hole in the sheetrock, my dad came home and uh, was furious with us, but he shined a flashlight in there, and sure as shit, there was a flight of stairs going up to the second story, and someone had sheetrocked it off, right? So Why? Right? Why? And after, and I don't know, I can't like say for sure this is what happened, but after he cut that open and then went upstairs and cut the top open and now we had access, weird shit started happening in our house. My mom would come downstairs and say all the cupboards would be wide open. There'd be plates on the counter and none of us kids were tall enough to reach the plates. We were little kids. Right. 
Um, and then one night in particular, Garrett and I shared a bunk bed and I was on the top bunk and Garrett was on the bottom bunk and we had a huge pile of laundry. You know, we had five kids. So there's yeah. a lot of laundry. My mom just like did laundry 27 days a week. And, uh, so he said that something shook the bed and woke him up. Some, whether it was an earthquake or just he rolled over or something, but something he felt like it shook the bed and woke him up. And he was he peered up over the top of his bed and he's looking at the laundry pile. And out of the laundry pile, this man in a trench coat and like a, a hat uh, stood up out of the laundry and turned around and looked directly at him. There's a name for that, that being. Um, Poltergeist. No, 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 no. That particular one phantasm kind of thing. No, no it, yeah and it's not it's not slenderman it's something else but there is there is a particular um the dirty clothes guy yeah dirty clothes man no but what you described is like the black the hat and the long fisherman? trench coat um that there's a particular entity yeah that is is yeah. that makeup so he he screamed bloody murder it scared the shit out of him and my mom comes running downstairs and ran right through him he never moved until, yeah. and then when my mom had passed through him, then he was gone. Right. But yeah, it, it, it terrified Garrett. And, and I know to this day, he has gone back to that house to find out who lives there now and knocked on the door. And he said he could hear them inside the house. And he wanted to find out if they had anything weird going on. They wouldn't even answer the door. So, oh, so they basically knocked on the Heather door where I look out the window and go, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who that psycho is. Yeah. I'm not answering the door yeah. for that. I Michael, Michael, wasn't it? Didn't it used to rock you to sleep? Yeah. So um, in Massachusetts, there the house that we lived in was a three story house. Salem. And no, and you no, know, Beverly. Um, it had a what, what do they call it? A widow's nest. I think that's what they're called. Anyways, yeah. you know where the the lady would go out and, and wait for her husband to come home, and the house was right off the harbor. Anyways, so the habit and. When we lived there, it, we there was really no issues. You know, we it was quiet. I mean, there were times where you could hear, you know, making noises or whatever else. But it was after we had moved out. Flashing lights. So my mom had uh, um, gotten a hold of the person that was uh, that uh, rented the house after we had moved out. You know, just to kind of keep up with, you know, hey, how's the house going? Blah 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 for a couple months, and they had moved out similar to the Amityville thing. And she found out from the realtor, the realtor said, so you guys moved out and apparently there's a ghost that lives in the house. And the ghost got really fucking furious and started screaming at all hours of the night and shaking things and rattling stuff. And the people that were living there couldn't take it anymore. And they moved out after a week. Wow. So I, I should preface this in Washington well, purpose that it should be an epilogue, I guess, if you will, is that um, Mike's mom has a longstanding history. Now she's got repeated examples of putting spirits at ease. They like her. Yeah, for some reason. Well, except for... Because um, she takes care of the houses. Hmm. So I think it's that, that's a piece of what it is because they're staying because they like the house or whatever. And because she's so into taking care of the house and taking care of the home and keeps it good and improves it. And I think that they, they just really appreciate that because... Um, except for the Lincoln White House. No, the Lincoln White House, that spirit liked her. Well, no, she got... She, like the vacuum would get knocked over. There's no reason to knock over an electric vacuum. 
It just doesn't fall. Right. No. But, but it, she would be like, you know, she was like, she'd be halfway falling asleep on the couch and all of a sudden to something else and the TV would turn in would be the show that she usually likes to watch on Food Network. She's like, oh, thank you. You know, wow. and you know, it would, they took care of the grounds. Mom, dad took care of the grounds and they were very appreciative yeah. of that, I think. And, and so that's what cracked me up about that house is when I heard that story is like, well, obviously the spirit was fine when you guys were there and then just really like had a really fucking issue. But the one story that she has told me personally is that mark coming home no it was no 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 no. it was um when you were a baby and she said you that he was crying and so she went down to go check on him and he had stopped crying by the time she got there and the the, like it was like a cradle it was like you know back in the old days when you because he's old you didn't have like the funny cribs you put him in cradle and the cradle was rocking by itself wow and so it was taking care of him of course that was also the the house yeah, the, whatever it was was taking care of Mike. Yeah, Can the, you fire Clay? Yes, you're fired. He's falling God. asleep. No, so not. that was the that was a house that um, when I was I have no idea how old I was, but I I literally crawled out of my crib, went downstairs, unlocked the door, opened the door, walked outside, and a little bit later on, and then and my father comes out and is like, "What do you want? Is this your kid? No." <laughs> My that kid's in bed. Like you motherfucker. He's, he's a spitting. And, and he goes, father. wait a second. And he goes back upstairs. He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And they, and they can't figure out how. I, so I, I did. I crawled out of the crib. I how walked downstairs. Uh, two. Cameron used to get out of the crib younger than that. He'd be walking down the hall and he always puts his blanket over his face. Fucking still does. Did did he unlock a fucking door and no, walk out into no, the no, snow? No. no. Yeah. yeah get, I mean, out get out of here. Yeah. With that. I walked down three flights of stairs. Wow. And it was snowing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was snowing, hella snow. And so you guys have had that. I've had, I mean, I've had all kinds of different things that we can go into in another time, just yeah. different experiences. But well, my, with Mark and Dad and everything else, like you know, uh, uh, Anna's phone. So my niece had her phone up on the counter, and she walked away from it. And I was sitting up, I was sitting outside, and I heard this clatter. I'm like, oh, drop something because I'm a I'm a dick. And sure as shit, her phone was that where it was sitting on the counter went flying across the room so mark or dad or somebody took her phone and flung it up got tired of her being on the phone or whatever the fuck it was and just threw it so i should say i look at a difference of visiting spirits versus haunted houses or things like that that are imprinted so you obviously had a haunted house there you obviously had something fucking going on over there and so like my my parents house in forest hill um has a ghost dog okay which was really weird and of I've course heard of that i didn't i didn't actually believe my parents believe it or not like as, as much like reading a, Amityville like Horror, barking and reading Amityville Horror and everything else i didn't believe my parents but I, and i was by this time i was a teenager so i was gone a majority of the time right and i remember them saying like i oh, just like the ghost dog at the door da, da, da. and i'm like okay whatever you know like what, what you lame asses or whatever and um they go no 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 it's really funny because like we'll hear the dog scratching at the back door and because that's how we used to let him out through the garage door and then go outside or whatever mm-hmm. Hear the dog scratching to come back in. Open up the door. There's nobody there. We look back and the dogs are laying by the fireplace. And I'm like, okay, like whatever. And my dad has said we used to put this big board over the hallway so the dogs couldn't come into my room, but so they could open up the room, get you know air through or whatever. Right. And um, but I just didn't want dog hair everywhere. Oh, I'm weird about that. And um, my dad said that even with the board up one time, he felt like a whole huge dog go boom against the bed. You know how you feel the dog right? Yeah. The bed. Like lean. And so he felt that and. And this happened numerous, 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 numerous times. And then one time my parents were gone for an evening. I was at home and 
I heard the dog scratching at the door and I was like, oh, damn son of a bitch. And I was in the kitchen for some reason and I opened the door and there's nothing there. And I was like, what the fuck? And I closed it and the dogs are in the living room. I was like, son of a bitch. It got me. So then I had to tell him like, I heard the dog like, and so then fast forward one of the times my mom heard the dog scratching at the door and she opened the door and she goes, well, you might as well come on in and lay by the fire. If you're going to make me keep getting up out of my chair. And she said, as soon as she said that both dogs got up from dead asleep in the fire and moved. And she said it never scratched at the door after that. So she invited it in Oh wow! and it quit bugging him. She's like, well, I don't have to get up anymore. So that worked. And so that was, that was like at their house. So that's when I kind of learned, but I mean, there's a thousand other experiences stuff, but as far as dad goes, one of my favorite ones about dad specifically, Mark, Mark in the chair. Oh my God. So many, so many experiences that like smelling his cigarettes and everything. But I was living in a house in Loomis, um, the one that Steer and I were in. And I had this little office room and I had this little bookshelf that I put up and I put up pictures of people and, and dad famously hated his photo taken. He hated being in portraits. He hated being a center of it. Like everything. He just didn't like pictures. Like just any picture. He was like not a happy looking guy in it. And I had this picture of him and mom in the chairs at Silver Legacy that we all took pictures of right, on one right. trip. I have one of you by yourself. Yeah. And um, I had framed it and put it up. But it was like up on this bookcase and there's all this other shit and all these other frames. And then it was kind of like back here. Well, I was sitting in the kitchen doing something and all of a sudden Clay, I hear this. wake up. All right. I hear, this, I hear this clunk and I go in and that particular picture was up and across the office like it had fallen down but it couldn't just fall without knocking over three other frames so i picked it up and i yelled in the air and i said i swear to fucking god if you touch this thing again i'm gonna blow it up to an eight and a half by 11 and i'm gonna or 11 by 14 i'm gonna throw it on the fucking wall and i slammed it back and he's never done it since he uh my brother was sleeping in that chair where laura's sitting and the chair upended itself (laughs) so someone had picked the chair up from the feet from you know where Tossed the it. where the the footrest is and pushed Mark ass over giant, tea kettle giant man yeah you know, Mark's six four wow was built like a linebacker so yes yeah, flipped him over and he woke up and and the chair is kind of on top of him and he's just like what what the fuck happened so apparently dad did that and then no the house was haunted and, by a kid yeah so a, a kid flipped Mark over. But, well, that was down here, though, wasn't it? Or no, was it that, that was that particular chair. That was at Metavis. Oh, the Metavis house. Saw the kid? Oh, yeah, I saw. I did see that kid. But here at this house, I lived in Metavista. Mark, when after Mark died, he would be in the hallway. So I'd be sitting here working on you know editing podcasts and stuff, and I'd see something out of the corner of my eye, thinking it was Bubba walking back and forth or somebody coming downstairs, and it was shadows. And I kept looking over. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This happened for months and months and months. Mark was standing in the hallway playing darts because we used to have a dartboard where my door is and would play darts and walk back and forth and check on everybody. So, and it was fucking creepy as shit because you could, it was, it wasn't like a shadow, you know, just kind of moving. It, you could feel the person. There was a person there. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, you know, fine. Now, now you've had your fun. I see you, Mark. Go, go right. do, your go thing. do, go do your other things. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Besides that. So, so this was funny as shit. Watching TV, he and I are sitting there. I'm on the couch. He's on the and we're watching. And it's eight o'clock, so it's time for Mark. <laughs> and I see this white person shark go by the door into the kitchen. And I look at Mike like a couple of minutes later. I'm like, that's where Mark came home, and he didn't. I'm here. Mark's not home. I said, the fuck walked by the doorway? Nobody. Nobody's here. I'm 
like, somebody fucking walked by the doorway. I saw them. It was, they were wearing a white shirt. Mark's wearing a white shirt. They walked by the doorway. You can't say white anymore. Like, no. Nobody walked by the doorway. I'm like, no. I saw somebody. She's like, no. Didn't you get up also? Okay, so the story, in case you guys can't hear it, is Laura and I, so the, the Lincoln Way house is set up like a very old like a farmhouse. So it had um, the mud room mm-hmm. and it had the, the dining room in the, in the center of the house and a big room on the, uh, let's just call it the north side of the house. On the south side of the house was a kitchen, you know, and then you had the front door. And then you had the back door, and then of course uh, you also had a mud room in the back door. So the way that it was set up is when you walk into the house, to the left was one of the big, big rooms with the fireplace in it. Right in the middle, you would see the the dining room. To the right, you would see like this small uh, staircase, and then you would see the small room where we had the TV. Laura and I were sitting in the TV room, and as we were sitting there. The dog looked. We had a, she had a Gordon Setter at the time, so it was at the house. The dog sat up and growled. And Laura goes, "Hi, Mark," or "Hi, honey." I said, "You know, whatever." And and I'm like, "Mark's not home." She goes, "Yeah, Mark's home." I said, "No, Mark, Mark's not home. I don't know what the fuck you saw, but there's no one, ain't nobody home." And and she goes, "No, no, Mark is home. He just walked into the kitchen." I said, and I and she got up to look, and she's like, "What the fuck?" So I go and look open the door just to make sure and the door was locked well not locked but it was closed so nobody could have come in the house anyways but i went and checked to see if mark was coming home and like mark came home like 20 minutes after that so i closed the door i said nobody's here she goes well that's really weird and then the dog again sits up and growls so the dog sees stuff you know and dogs and cats can see like you know in different spectrums so that freaked out Laura. So that's the story that Laura's telling, in case you guys can't hear it, is she was just sitting there and all of a sudden, you know, the animals start, you know, getting all creeped out. And of course, the Gordon Setter, when we would sit in the in that room, would pop her head up and growl at the darkness, you know, randomly, like someone was there. And then, you know, we just let it go. And by the so. way, that person was Mrs. Swanson, the original. Yeah, she's the one that inhabited had the house designed and built. Knock, knock shit over. So Bruce didn't believe a fucking word we said. He was like, "Oh no, there's no ghosts. There's no ghost. You're fucking full of, shit. full of shit. There's no ghosts in this house. No ghosts. And no then ghosts. he was the house. painting. No paintings. Painting the window sill in what was our bedroom, but we had moved, and he saw Sue in right. the reflection of the window that he's painting walk down the hallway. He hears the steps, boom, 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 boom. He's, somebody walked by in the reflection of the window, and he's like, oh, Sue's in the bedroom. Must be home. So he stops painting, walks out of the room, down the hall, into their bedroom, nobody fucking there. Sue, and where are you? That day on, fucking believed us that there was ghosts in there. Wow. So I never, I never got to see Mrs. Swanson. I just had to deal with the after effects of Laura being like, if she got home first and nobody was there and she heard noises upstairs, she's like, "You have to come over." So I'd have to like drop everything and drive across town and go over there and like sit with her until somebody got home. And <laughs> we had, I, like I was dating a girl at the time. She'd come in the house and she, a like, girl, I can, <laughs> a girl, <laughs> one, one of, not a tranny, a real girl. Oh, oh man, a real, I'm a real boy. I, wait, I yeah. like trannies. He does like trannies. Okay, and that's okay. And that's okay. I appreciate trannies. Right. I, okay. So I I, I, I I want to have sex with a transvestite girl. Like a dude trying to be a chick? I thought we were talking about automatic transmissions. Oh, sorry. Oh, I mean, that's car I parts. No. Anyways. Dropped um, a tranny. So Can you edit that out? <laughs> so. <laughs> or don't. I forgot I where the I was at. Off. 
You were dating a girl. I was down. Yeah, that's right. So that she came time. over to the house and she's like, oh, I could feel, I could feel the, the spirits in the house and you gotta, you know, you gotta, it's a malevolent spirit. I can feel it mostly over here and somewhat over malevolent? here. Like, uh, whatever. Mrs. Swanson was not malevolent, like, at least not with next. your mother in the house. Like, but when Sue wasn't home, she was pissed. Yeah. Uh, like, get the fuck uh, out of here. Clairvoyant, whatever douchey it, shit you're into. May I? Is, is, oh, go ahead, Clay. No, you go. Is, is, there oh. a, is there a term or a research or anybody know anything about having dreams that are, like, ghostly in nature? Or Like, I, I had a dream when... Like, hyper-realistic? I had a dream when I was in Half Moon Bay when I was in second or third grade that I can remember every single detail every day of my life. I, can, I, I, can, I have a hundred of those. Like, the craziest dream ever. You mean, I know, Mark and I used to you mean like dreams about time. ghosts or uh, uh, well a huge bat a huge ship with a hole in the side and people getting off the ship walking through the ocean to the shore and I was there and I smelt the ocean and I was I think my feet were wet in bed and it was like real that was your past life my past life I don't know if I that's was, a past life I think I was busy I didn't have a past life what was the mm-hmm. movie about the ghost ship oh it's called Ghost Ship there oh you go. good thanks, thanks Mike but I, thanks, I actually Mike. had my mom look up if there was a naval station down the coast or that would be up the coast from Half Moon Baby it was so real to me my entire life I can remember the color of the people's clothing who was holding hands with who it was that generally real. generally speaking when you have dreams like that or you have those things it's 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 essentially your subconscious or you know however you want to do it allegedly bringing back those pieces of past lives can i point out too i know travis very well and he's like a super like just a, like a jedi almost you know yeah. what i mean like he's absolutely tapped into things Talking to microphone. He's absolutely tapped into things. Okay, go. just like Matthew McConaughey. Okay, Talk not, normal. I'm trying to tell you. All right. So, like, he, he says his things and things come happen. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Just, just the normal Clay. Yeah, just be normal Clay. Looking for. I don't want to be. Just be the You're normal Clay. We like normal Clay. Travis is an energy person. Right. Okay. What, what so does that mean? You could have picked up on that, but I mean, it could it could have also been Travis a past is life an thing. Energy but, I mean, person. It's really hard when it comes into <laughs> dreams. Like it's it could he be is. other stuff. You could, you could pick up on literally anything. It, it's it's literally an open book, and you, if you're receiving, you're, an you're receiving everything. It's like a fucking fire hose sometimes. Hmm. Um, Tapping down the higher fire hose is tough. To to add to that, I had a I had a dream that about the the house that we used to live in off Lincoln Way, kind of like and, Martin Luther King Jr. But underneath it, there was like a another like a, a basement, but it was full of dirt. You know, like the what you when you build a house, you yeah, know, it wasn't finished. Yeah, it yeah. Was a garage. It, no, 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 no. There was a whole basement, area. and there was a shit monster. So it was it was Ugh. basement kind of like this, you know. So it had different that's different actually, areas. That's actually not a shit monster. And you would walk into it, and it was a shit monster. I I could I couldn't smell it, but I can I could physically feel its presence, and I could hear it, and I, I you know you could you could hear the 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 movement, you know. It, it was like grating of stones and stuff like that. I mean, I could still yeah, kind of like uh, the dogma guy, but more Ugh. more awful. And it was it was just it was brutal. I can still to this day, I can detail out almost everything. So right. bless your heart. That's actually a demon. <laughs> bless my heart. Yeah. That was 
That's actually a demon. Yeah, it's a shit demon. It's a shit demon. And it exists. Manifestation. Yeah. So why, why do you call it a shit monster? Because he's calling it a shit monster because that's what it, it would appear to him. So like, I and when when he tells me about this, I immediately it's think of Gothen. Do you? Do you remember? Do you remember the movie um, "Fucking Weird Science" where they brought the chick to life by putting bras on their head? Yes. And he, she turned um, the older brother, the bully, into the shit guy. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked that's like. That's what by I was picturing. Oh, Chet. Yes. Chet. Yeah. Chet. Yeah. Chet's an asshole. Chet's yeah. an asshole. Because of that movie, I stopped wearing bras on my head. Well, in, in fair, good enough. Yeah. But yeah, it, it looked like it kind of looked like Chet. But a real, a more terrifying, realistic. Like the mouth was wider and and had fucking gnashy teeth and shit like and that. Did you have this dream more than once or just just <sighs> once? Just once. I've I've had the dream multiple times, but this particular dream once because I've revisited. I I have I have like episodic dreams and they and they go. Usually within like every five years. So I'll have like three or four episodes within these five years and then I'll just move on. Mm. But I've also had just bizarre. Well, Mark had Mark would have dreams where he was like fighting as a knight and then he had to take a piss and went end up pissing the bed because he couldn't get the armor. Oh, wow. So, Mm. yeah. And he and I both one of the things we had in common were the extremely intense graphic, graphic, horrific dreams. Yeah. So I think that plays the same way. I, that was I, really horrible dream. It, it's it, it's awful, it, and it's it's funny now. I like, and I had one actually last night. And I wish I could remember all of it, but um, I actually woke up at three in the morning. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to sleep anytime soon now. Guess I'll just be awake. Like, it, and it's but when we have them, it's so graphic. It's it's blood, it's guts, it's us killing people, other people killing. It's like it's crazy shit. Mine is pure terror. Ones. Yeah, not not a lot of blood and guts, but fucking terror. Yeah, it's, and it, I same thing. I wake up. I don't have dreams I, like that. I haven't had very those. Often. I haven't had those in a year now. You know when I don't have them? When I'm drunk. So yeah. all the time? So you don't have dreams anymore at all. <laughs> Sometimes not. Sometimes <laughs> I don't drink everything. Can I have some of those pretzels? No. No. No food eating. On the microphone. You make a lot of noise. He makes noise a lot. So this is what happens. And so like when we're actually talking about something that people will listen to, this is what Clay does. He, he zones out. He yeah, falls asleep. Just, I'm hungry. It's just, can we go to Taco Bell after this, please? I don't care. I don't have. If you want to poison your body, that's fine. You have to pay for it because he has three dollars in his bank account. Three dollars and six cents. Don't diss a guy. How do you guys know that? Because you you literally showed us. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You showed. showed, Is it weird to have the two of us in the room where you're just like, "Fuck, there's two of you." God damn it! I'm surrounded by probably my best friends in the world right now. Wait, so I just you were hitchhiking. I just picked you up and gave you a ride. I don't even know who the fuck you are. <laughs> Clay, Clay is so relaxed now. He's just like, I'm just going to fall asleep in this fucking chair. I don't have to be to work till 10. Dude, I nod all How the time. How the hell does that work? It's concrete day. Oh. Dude, I work yeah. my fucking twat into the so dirt. Why do, you, why do you only pour concrete at 10? That seems like counterintuitive. Is that when the inspector can show up? based upon when the truck shows up. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. So if you get there at 6 or 7 like you normally do... The truck's not there. So, so another thing, they have all the ships parked off the west coast, off the east coast. They're not letting them in yeah. to oh, the country I'm because of the 
Corona. Dude, well, I'm very aware. I have a set of lockers that I ordered in spring right. that are still And so not concrete landing. is out a month and a half if you order concrete. Right. So you've got to time it. Just Te- right. Technically, it is it is Corona, but it's not because of Corona. It's because of a just shortage of workers. Workers to hand, unload and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking nightmare. There's a lot of... We're running out of every... Like Pepsi. This is how bad it is because when... We're, we're turning into Cuba. When, yeah, we are. When you when you go into like from macro Socialism. to micro, so the shipping containers for their concrete and wood supplies and all this other and shit. Pepsi. Yeah, it's impossible to Which get. Is better than Cuba's in Denver, right? Yes. yes. With the with Denver the airport, and it's got the horse with the eyes. Yeah, Lucifer. with the fucking horse with the eyes. Yeah, I was just so, gonna say that. We can't get fucking seven up of all things. Like we get Pepsi and we get like half of a crate of Pepsi or whatever. We get our half of an order of Pepsi and which is ridiculous because fill the fucking truck. Just give us our shit. You have people that are working there. Now they're going to have to do everybody else's work. So tough shit. Yeah. I have to do it. They have to do it. But seven up. I haven't seen fucking seven up. And we have one little dumb cooler that has root beer, squirt, sun kissed, and ginger ale. That's it. And. SpongeBob! Are you Captain Butt Pirate? Can, Actually, I, just, can I finally get something out? No. Yes. Go ahead. I wanted to bring up. <laughs> you have a guitar pick in your eye. It's weird. That's hot. I'm guitar hey, pick uh, eye guy. Hey, hey, two things. Number one, can I have some of those presents? No. Second thing is, have you seen the fucking guitar player for Alice Cooper? Which one? The the girl one. Yeah. Okay. And the third thing is, uh, number three. He's been well, sitting. We're talking about hauntings and everything. He's like. I have I to get wanna, something out. Have you seen the girl? I don't want to talk about this stuff. I want to talk What's about the, what I want to talk about. Uh, no. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about that fucking place on the way to Forest Hill. It's been haunted forever. Which one? Oh, Monteverdi Inn. Thank you. Oh my God, my dad's buddy was a bartender. Is that there. is that the is that no? That's not the hotel in Grass Valley, is it? Mm. Word, no, no. It's been haunted forever. <laughs> that's a very legit thing. So, not, not, not. So my dad's buddy was actually a bartender there, and he was the one that was originally telling me the story, which made me start to research it. I love it. bartenders. <laughs> me too. And it was, of course, when he was younger, but. Um, he was doing like a little part-time gig there because they'd have events and weddings and stuff like that. But he said, you'd be cleaning at the end of the night. And he said one night he was cleaning up and he was starting to lock up and he heard all this glass shattering and all the glasses that he had cleaned and put away were suddenly across the room and shattered. Just fucking shattered. If you look up the history of the Monteverdi Inn, it was built by a retired sea captain. A retarded sea captain? A retarded sea captain. And he, he built the place and lived there with his family and he was an alcoholic. What? What's an alcoholic again? It's I don't so- know. That sounds bad. A sodomist. It doesn't sound that good, does it? <laughs> they like trannies. Oh. Oh. I want to be an alcoholic. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> if you look it up, you can find it on their website. Anyways. I think he did already, Clay. He's one step ahead of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's- wow, they started building it in... 1896. Yes, and it was finished in I 1939. Just, uh, once again, I made up that number. You just went with it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. It, in the 1850s, the original structure was known as the U.S. Hotel, and then it was purchased and, and fixed up and all that, and it was completed in 1939. It was remodeled. So, uh, 
I wonder who in the 1800s was like, hey, this piece of shit area out here, let's put up a mansion. Maybe they thought it was going to develop back then. It's still it's, 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 Well, it, it's like back in the mining days, like the little town of Smartsville now has like 117 people in it. But back when the gold rush, there was 10,000 people in that, that town. 500,000 people at one point. Where? Right here. Oh, in, 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 where that is. in the Todd's no, Valley. No, where the, yeah, in Todd's in Valley. The Valley of the Todd's. Yeah. Well, actually, the house that my parents are in, the ghost dog house, um, that was um, a, 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 like a whole, there was like a street or two of cabins that the slaves lived in, and they called it Bean Town. It's because where all the black people lived at. Yeah. You can't say the word black. I can. And I do. Yeah. They were going to, in fact, it's actually, there's like a cool little history thing. Um, uh, Forest Hill Divide was a center of California population, and Yankee Jim was considered as a site for the state's capital. Wow. There you go. So I would not have put that there. Yeah. So I know Auburn was supposed to be the state capital. That's like Elko, Nevada was going to be the capital of Nevada. Yeah. That is that is not correct. That is correct. Well, Google it. It's not correct. Google Oh, it was. I'm going to fact check to everybody. Yeah, it was Duck, supposed to be, but it actually never was. People. No, it was. wasn't. It was not. But it, it was original. It was original capital. Do you know what the original capital was going to be? Your what? mom's Vallejo. house. Ew, really? I know. Why? What did you say? Shut your mouth, S.A. <laughs> Vallejo. Of the capital of Elko, Nevada. Yeah, it was going to be the capital. I lived in Elko for two years. I loved it. Travis got so much (laughs) in Elko. (laughs) I was only because I was a new flavor of the month when I moved out there. He was the new flavor. That's back when I was a cowboy. Can I just say something? Yeah. (laughs) Travis was fucking this girl over the side of uh, (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? I like how he rocks the whole chair when he does it too. I can't even do it because he's got the chair for him. Yeah, he was doing it perfect. That's why we have the courthouse that we do, because it was supposed to be the state capital. Yeah. No! But So there is, Is speaking of all this, there's like a conspiracy theory with the domed uh, capital buildings and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and why they're built the way they're built, but all all of them across the world Mm -hmm. are all built in almost the same structure. Mm -hmm. We'll have to get into that one. Just like That's interesting. Can you edit out the... Over the side of the building thing, please. Yes, yes. Just, just like um, uh, if you look at a lot of ancient um, historical sites, um, they are built with the same type of entrance and exits and windows as is portrayed in the Portrait of the Last Supper. Huh. The one with Marilyn Manson in it? Yes, that one. Absolutely. Why do all Capitol buildings have domes? Or look the same. I've never heard that before. Like Capitol any buildings? conspiracy about it. It's a thing. See? And these are like worldwide. I think they're supposed to be uh, nipples. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. You had me at nipples. Yeah. Huge tits on top of these buildings. They're, they're transmitters for God. It could be. Like the Ghostbusters building. Yeah. They're transmitters for God. That was a trick thing because the Ghostbusters the building is a firehouse. I'm talking about the one where they were like, this was built as an antenna for Satan. I think it was the uh, Empire State Building. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. What, is was, that the first Ghostbusters or the one they did with the three bull dykes? The or? only no, the, go- There the is first one, one Ghostbusters oh, movie. Okay. One. Not Ghostbusters 2. Not Ghostbusters huh? 3. What? Huh? Not Ghostbusters. What? We're bitches. I'm getting what? M&M's thrown at me, I think. I want some. And you find it good. Who's throwing M&M's? I don't want to I smash went. it into the carpet. I wish I could have those. 550 Central Park West. 550 Central Park West. Which, which is not the Empire State. Oh, whatever. If it had a dome, it would be 550 Central Park Breast. That's true. Yes, it would. 
So Spook Central. We still don't have any answers to why they're all built the same, though. Is that what you're saying? No, but we'll talk about that in the next show. Another time? Okay. Yeah. I'm kicked off the show, so good luck. So, yeah. in summary, <laughs> Ed Lorraine Warren... Bunch grifters. Of, yeah, grifters. they're just grifters. So in 1976, they attached themselves to this whole thing. I, that's what I was looking up when we were kind of... Dick dancing around everything yeah, else in the world. jerking around. Hey, Snoop Dogg was on. Why was he on? Dogg. And, and that fucking M&M weirdo. Oh, thank you. I really don't need any more. This is what's so nice about... Twitter? Twatter. Twatter? Been twatted. Look, there was five bedrooms in that house? It's Snoop. And Jay Z, Snoop, Snoop de doop, poop de poop. What are you looking at, Michael? Uh, Michael had, had a dream about poop, poop de poop. So, in 1952, the Warrens founded the New England Society for Psychic Research. So, this happens 20 years after they found that whole uh, that whole thing. The the film. So, the the way that the the Wikipedia is written is this is funny. Stories of ghost hauntings popularized by the Warrens have been adapted as or have indirectly inspired dozens of films, including several films in the Amityville Horror series. They had nothing to do with the Amityville Horror until four years after the whole incident took place, and then they attached themselves to it. Right. That's why they're fucking grifters. Yeah, that's what they've always done. Um, uh, I'm a green. You're a what? I'm a green with him. Oh. I, I think they're grifters. Yeah. Uh, the Warrens are best known for their involvement in the 1975 Amityville Horror, in which the George and Kathy Lutz claimed that their house was haunted by a violent demonic presence. Uh, Lorraine told a reporter for the Express Times newspaper that the Amityville Horror was not a hoax, although the writer, the people that own the place... I mean, look, George, the Lutzes, and... Uh, one of the stars for the f- film, mm-hmm. Amityville Horror, we're on the Merv Griffin show. That is, doesn't fucking scream a money grab. I don't know what does. Right. So I remember the Merv Griffin show. Most people aren't going to know who Merv Griffin is. Or Johnny Carson. Yeah. I know who Merv Griffin is. You remember is? Merv? What about Burt Bacharach? Uh, right. Bert, well, everybody, would, you should know who Burt Bacharach is just based off of Austin Powers. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know and what's now, interesting is looking up guys before Carson. I mean, there was there was the late night show for... Steve Allen? Yeah. Here. He was the one that just made it big. Uh, Ed Sullivan? Ed Sullivan, right. The really big show. Really I like really big show. show. I like I liked the really Ed McMahon show. to the Carson. No, so <laughs> nobody gets when you say goodnight, Eddie. Yes, sir. Do, do we say goodnight, Eddie? No. Let me uh, say goodnight, Gracie. Good oh, great. Gracie. So, goodnight, Eddie, and the, uh, the, on Ed, the, a little mouse would come out at the end. It was a cartoon mouse, which is probably state of the art fucking shit. For it really bike. was. It really was. Goodnight, Eddie. Ed told the doors, you can't fucking blah, blah, blah. And Jim Morrison was like, Topo Gijo. Oh, that's right. Hey. I never watched the Ed Sullivan show, so. Well, how, dude, every once in a while. How could we? Every once in a while, I can, get, I can get Gus to watch an old, like, kind of what's supposed to be scary movie on the pretense that we're going to critique the old special effects. So just even looking at films that were, like, in the 90s, and now you look at them and you're like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Right. Some of the practical effects are pretty fucking amazing on all these old, old films. Um, my cousin's son, the youngest one, mm-hmm. he is super into... 1970s cinema. Oh God! And and 60s and 70s. It's amazing. Those films are. Were they amazing. built with tiny sets? Yeah, but the films are amazing. If you sat down and watched these films, like from the 70s, the color is better. The the uh, the the effects are better. That's actually true. Yeah, 
But it's mostly the color. You could tell the difference between the color in a 1970s film. Right now, it looks like all we're, the way everything's under an LED but, light. But why yeah, are you picking gray. this? Why are you picking the 70s though? I would actually say the 60s because I think the 70s because the 70s is where it all came together with the silver screen. Yeah. And, and then the literally they call it the silver screen because they had silver. silver in it because yeah. it reflects. Yeah. And that's how they, when they filmed and printed the film, it had silver in the film. Just like your diaphragm. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Made of silver. Like and worth a fortune. Silver? That's why my skin turns blue. Yeah. That's right. my, that's my stage my name, stream. Sterling Silver. Sterling Silver. High Hill Silver. Yeah. It's the Sterling Silver show starring Sterling Silver. My stage name would be Sterling Archer. Yeah. Oh, yes. ah, never mind. Okay, mother. <laughs> Uh, we'll Let me get this. sand and rub it into your dead little eyes, uh, Mike. We'll save this for another time, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you very much. So, yeah, no, I don't I don't buy into any... That's why I don't buy into any of the Ed Lorraine bullshit. You know, if it's independent people like not grifters or people that are making these societies for, you know... what well, It used to be called Society for Creative Anachronism, the SCA, which is basically a, an excuse to dress up and, and beat the shit out of each other as knights and you know go fight dragons or whatever else and that, there's nothing wrong with that it's fun it's it's all so here's the thing live action role-playing stuff but that's exactly what the shit is acronym do i need a prescription for that yeah. you do it's a sad. it's like sodomy um what's sodomy again but it has to do with trannies <laughs> um oh the butt pussy so yeah, i mean i i agree butt. with with true paranormal <sighs> researchers or people that have gone into those areas and everything but there's so many people that just monetize it and exaggerate it of course of, there is i mean yeah it's, there's good money to be made and i don't blame yeah. them but what i'm saying is like people take that as the gospel truth these ghost hunters that run around like the blair witch project on their tv shows right. and like oh look this light was flickering and we caught something on this voice box look at and, this handsome couple oh Oh, is that the real one? Yep, that is that is she George and is Kathy a Lutz. Looker. She's, She's hot. done a lot of drugs. Nice. That girl is hot. Look, Look at, at him. I he like is so beard. tweaked out. He's Look at him. More hot. What a nice rug. Look at her. She is so tweaked out. Oh, she has a nose ventilator. Yeah, of course she does. Yeah, she Delicious. died. She died of emphysema. Really? Well, that makes sense because of the nose thing. Yeah, and so then they had Psycho Karen or uh, oh, that's the one that freaked out. Yeah, Margot Kidder's the one that went fucking. Is that Superman's girlfriend off the deep end? Yeah. Yes, that's why she. And also out. Indiana Jones's girlfriend. No, right. that's Karen Allen. Oh, oh, well, looks Not the right. same. I know. I got them confused. Fucking too. Yeah, they look but the same. But this fucking bitch had to look at what's his name in his underwear all the time, and she lost her fucking mind. I believe that. What's his name? The wheelchair guy. Chris Reeves. <laughs> That's not very nice. It's not. He was Superman. He was. Do you want to see the jokes that my aunt told me when I was a kid? She said, what? what's, she said, what's this? She said, Christopher Reeves. Huh? I actually really like him. And I, t- I take it all back. I that was bad. a visual. You can't really. Yeah. She, she, okay. she mimics rolling in a wheelchair and then. Taking off. Then taking oh, off. Oh, 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 fuck. Elvira's a lesbian. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're all okay Th- with Thanks that. for sharing. Nine, 19 years, apparently. I know. So the whole time I'm like. Well, it just cracks me up to see her without without her wig on. I'm always just like, not the same. Wait a no. minute, though. If she, she's a lesbian, shouldn't I be more turned on? Maybe. Possibly. Well, she's not a tranny. Ah. Uh, what would she look like with a dick, I wonder? Like the same, but with a dick? I don't like when their dicks are like little. Like, I want a big, hard tranny cock. You know what I mean? Well, that's the problem. So if you get one that's like a sex change, then you're going to have the tiny penis. One tranny had her cock next to a Red Bull, like the original one. I was like, yeah. fuck! There you go. This is what Cassandra Peterson would look like with a cock. No, no, I mean, like, her own cock. 
We've really taken a left turn. You know what? Fuck it. You're not, we you're do not, every time. You're not even Googling it right. You know what I don't like is I don't like the fake bullshit uh, ghost hunter show or the fake bullshit. Me either. Who's I'm that just guy, like something like, muddy makers his name, the Bigfoot dude who like every fucking episode. We're like, we're so close to getting a picture and an autograph from fucking Bigfoot. Oh, the show's over. I right. didn't find a fucking thing. Like, oh Bigfoot. my gosh, did you hear that? And there's a bunch of running entrance. I was like, oh man, that was a chair. Yeah. And yeah. Like, what the Good fuck? fucking show. Ghost. Adventures? Did I ever tell you I helped with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that guy was a prick. You see, a little as prima as, donna. As soon as I saw his iron cross belt buckle, I was like, oh, "Tool, oh, yeah. yeah." With his affliction, and his hat on. was like this. Yeah, with an affliction. With, with his, yeah. his girlfriend was like fourteen. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was yeah. like, "That's, that's I maybe his like, sister." I'm, this is weird. Could be a sister. Yeah. Like, do you do you ride do you ride ski doos too? Like, what, what's a ski do? Something you don't sounds like a, jet, like a jet ski. Is there peanut butter in it? Yes. It's, it's an inflatable. Have Can you guys I done a, a Bigfoot show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We did. We we did. It was a while ago that we, we did that when I first started bringing this stuff up. But I think it can be revisited because, and I don't want to go down the trail again. So in your own personal time, please feel free to discuss. <laughs> Which I'm never coming back. <laughs> the Bigfoot stuff. No, because you're more welcome to come Laura's back. Laura's grandfather to. discovered. No, 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 no. Great, great, uncle. great uncle. Great uncle discovered Bigfoot's first footprint. Footprint. Yeah, no shit. That, no yeah, shit. he he came across the, the the disaster that was whatever was going on in the logging camp. So he was first to show up because he was logging. And like fucking Giant gigantic tires had been thrown, thrown around and found the footprints. And, wow! And, yeah, cast it up. And he was where the first was this cast? Uh, Oregon, Oregon. Uh, uh, Northern was, California. California, right at the border of Oregon. Travis is very into the mystery of Bigfoot. Well, yeah. she's got I, a I book. Wasn't, I wasn't. Well, but she's I, got a book. I can go upstairs and find the picture. If you you really should totally do that. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Should. I, I started. Can, can, I, can, why, I, can why, I? Why don't Why don't you, Laura? Laura. No. 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 Next time. Another episode. Yeah, another episode. You have yeah. To see it. Well, you can show him after we're done. Okay. Okay, you finish. I'll go find the picture. That's okay. What I wanted in the first place. I, I follow a guy on YouTube that. Uh, Started off doing hunting videos. Just uh, he's an avid hunter, kills everything, you know, mm-hmm. bunny rabbits, deer, bear, whatever, elk, moose, and just kind of blurted out one time what he had seen and what happened to him. And then he's been bombarded with thousands of emails and letters from like senators, judges, cops, uh, military. Vet, all kinds of veterans from World War II and, well, not so many of those anymore, but uh, like a lot of professionals. These aren't just like, you know, hey, me and my co- cousin Billy Bob was out with my sister and we found you know, us a skunk ape. You're right. Yeah. You know, Mississippi skunk ape. No, it's these are people like who said, I have never told anyone this in my life because it'll affect my career. It could affect my family life. And they come out and they write these letters to him. And man, it's shocking the things that they reveal in their experience. Oh, so it's really kind of changed my opinion about Bigfoot. I've always been a believer in Sasquatch um, prior to. So one of the reasons why we ended up becoming friends is because I said, oh, well, that's okay because I believe in Bigfoot. And she's like, do you really? Because my great uncle found the footprint. And, um, and you're like, bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you. You don't know shit, bitch. And um, so 
but I've never had an encounter or anything with it. Obviously, I don't go hunting for it. But I mean, we've discussed on this, you know, how how can it exist in in these parameters? And of course, I my first knee jerk is there's so much even within our own state and the next two states that are unexplored areas right. of wilderness that I don't think people can ever really wrap their heads around. It's kind of like trying to wrap your heads around the fact that we know like how much percentage of the ocean it's like a minimum minimum three percent yeah minuscule percent of the ocean that's been explored um it's kind of the same thing but but a lot of things now as i've gotten older and and kind of gotten an understanding of things i almost wonder if there's some sort of ability or or thing that happens where we're actually seeing either a different dimension or they're able to pop through right i think it's for me being a pragmatist more than anything else it's there's probably a series of caves that they can travel, mm-hmm. you know, within a There absolutely is a area. series of caves, and I can tell you what's in some of those, but that. we'll Our save that for another podcast. Children. <laughs> Lots of children in the den. There you go. There's a picture we'll do with that later. But yeah, I mean, I, I, again, like the same thing. So it's almost like um, one of the things that always like rings true for me and in, in what is surprising to me that few people know is that there are um, underwater caves waterways between the natural lake of lake tahoe and like donner lake Mm -hmm. and like other lakes that are way further away pyramid pyramid because they'll have shit pop up from one lake or the other and so people are like how did that happen and it's because they have these underwater tunnels that go well tahoe is so deep that they've they've tried to do sonar pinging and there's like a like a A spot they can't paint well yeah there's a there's a tahoe has an anus (laughs) <laughs> and apparently the anus shoots water out into the fucking <laughs> into uh, like salt water. I guess it's, it's as far when it goes down real deep, it turns yeah. into salt water and it's shooting out into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like through a rivulet or yep. something like that. Yeah, we we have. I'd love to come back because <laughs> if we could talk about Lake Tahoe. Yes. Do yeah. you guys remember when Jacques Cousteau yes, went I down in his submersible? Yep. And came back up with like hours of footage and said, "No one is ready to see what we just videotaped," and they've taken that footage and no one is allowed to watch it. Yeah, I've heard it's about gone. that. Yeah. But he even said, you're not ready to see what I filmed. Yeah, we can. And his son and tried I, to do the same thing. I've always wondered if it's like just dead bodies. Right. Like cars full of dead bodies or. Right. That's or what I figured it was. entire utopia of another thing, maybe. Who yeah, what if, well, they what, what if all together. the Atlanteans move there? True. Or, or aliens. Or he just or like went down there and Nessie's just staring at him. And he was like, what are you doing? Down here? Oh, we can even talk about Loch Ness Monster because apparently someone with the drone captured Loch Ness Monster on tape. I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, no, no, no. no in oh, oh, oh I've, I've seen not the video. Tessie, not the Tessie. Not Tessie. Right. Although, right. again, when everybody's like, we would have seen it if it was in Lake Tahoe, I'm like, do you understand right. how fucking big Lake Tahoe is? Like, I don't think you understand. Like, I've stood there so many times. Yeah, you could do a, a duck, duck, go. I'm trying to plug right duck, near Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Duck, duck, go. That's all right. You on, can. They're not going to sponsor us because Grocery Outlet, who we drink their wines, is still by. not sponsoring us. Assholes. Um, you, If you search how much square footage or miles of water is in Lake Tahoe. It's shocking. No. Oh, really? Well not, well, not even just because it's not just the, the surface area. We're talking about all the way down to, as right. Mike lovingly put it, the anus of Lake Tahoe. The 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 Tahoe anus. The tanus. The tanus of Tahoe. The Tahoe tanus. The blueness. The Tahoe taint. <laughs> the taint of Tahoe. I have no cell signal here. No, no, no you're you not gonna get any. Um, the taint of Tahoe actually, I think, is is a is a the gar- is a Tahoe? garbage is a garbage uh, can area yeah. behind some of the hotels in South Lake Tahoe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's where the actual taint is. Down by Squaw Valley. Close, close. 
I think we're going to wrap it. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Go outside bullshit. Hey, well, thanks for uh, letting me come on board. Thanks for, talk coming. About thanks for coming, Travis. Yeah. Thank you, Travis. Right. Thank you. Talking about your homeboys. Because yeah. it's Aww. one thing It's one thing when we talk about it, but when you have somebody on that can actually, like, you know, discuss the story firsthand, you can realize that we're not just really pulling all of this out of our ass, just a portion yeah. of it directly out of our asses. Everything I say is the truth. <laughs> and with that, we'll sign off. Coke is bad and bad. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Hey, Gracie. Whoa! Jesus Christ, Clay. What?